Poise for Exit is a show for business owners who want to achieve a successful future exit based on their own terms. Your business exit will likely be the biggest financial transaction of your life, and for most, you'll have one shot at doing it right. The topics and guests we feature and the stories they share will provide valuable ideas and strategies to improve operations and grow enterprise value so you can achieve the best possible exit outcome. Now here's your host, Julie Keys. Welcome everyone to Poised for Exit, the podcast show for business owners. In this episode for Poised for Exit, we have the privilege of talking with a co-founder of a bank startup whose specialty is in privately held business. But before we do that, let's hear from Sunbelt Business Advisors. You wouldn't go deep sea fishing without a guide or skydive without an instructor. So don't sell your business without a broker. Now is a great time to sell a business. Many are selling at a premium. Contact a business broker at sunbeltminnesota.com or call Sunbelt Business Advisors at 612-455-0880 and get a free confidential business valuation so you'll know what your business might be worth. Because selling your business is the biggest financial decision you may ever make. There is a record number of buyers looking for businesses right now. It is a seller's market. You could list, sell, and get more for your business now and start the next successful chapter of your life. Call 612-455-0880 today or visit sunbeltminnesota.com. Minnesota's largest seller of companies. 612-455-0880, sunbeltminnesota.com. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here today with Melissa Johnston, Chief Credit Officer and Co-Founder of Entrebank, Melissa, welcome back to Poised for Exit. Thank you so much for having me, Julie. I continue to be an avid listener of your podcast, and I'm thrilled to have a conversation. Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks for your support, and thanks for being here. I believe the last time you were here for your interview, you were in the throes of launching Entrebank. We were. Yes, Mm -hmm. we were Mm -hmm. still leaning into our faith and um, working on getting our regulatory approval And so uh, we got that in January of this year, mid-January, the Federal Reserve and FDIC and Department of Commerce. And so we just opened uh, in mid-March. So we celebrated our one-month birthday. Wow. And so since mid-March, fast forward to today, I'm one month later, what's been happening? Yeah. Get us up to speed. (laughs) Thanks for asking. So it's been a bit of a whirlwind um, (laughs) every day. There's a lot of activity. We're learning a lot. Our team has been incredible. They've really stepped up and taken on challenges, and we love to see these little collaboration Mm -hmm. circles happening as we're Mm. getting digital banking set up for our clients and booking loans and lines of credit and lots of different types of loan products and services already. And so it's fun Mm. to see the loan team figuring out how to get everything booked and working on the system. And then on the deposit side, it's been really exciting to get all of our businesses set up with the cash management tools that they're looking for and Mm. hoping for. We've got two remote deposit installs happening today. So it's just fun to see everything working according to plan. Um, Just seriously, I have to pinch myself every day. It's like, wow, this is is happening. Wow. (laughs) 
It has to be life changing for you, not just professionally, but personally. Oh, my gosh. So much. It's so funny because, you know, we always say, oh, just living the dream. And now I feel like I really know what that means. (laughs) Literally living the dream. It's just been. Yeah, it's been tremendous growth. Um, You know, we haven't had we haven't been clear of challenges either. I, Mm -hmm. I think it would be impossible for any startup to say, oh, I've just had clear sailing and everything's been smooth the entire way. We've certainly had glitches along the way, a couple technology snags. Um, Mm. But as I mentioned last summer when we were chatting, you know, we really focused on hiring folks that had a positive attitude and and really open-minded and creative so that when things come up, they don't get down about them. It's like, okay, well, this is a surprise. Now, how are we going to navigate this? Who can we call for support? How can we work together? And communicate openly with our clients you know Mm -hmm. we're working on this or we saw this happen just so you know we're taking care of it um so it's been really neat to see them shine in that way we had a challenge with bigger banks recognizing our routing number oh even though we were legit we have a routing number our clients uh were putting our routing number into their bill pay systems, you know, setting up ACHs and things, and it wasn't working. I mean, for two weeks after we opened. Oh, no. And so that was really frustrating. But again, just our team totally stepping up and making phone calls, working with the Federal Reserve, trying to get things ironed out that way. And um, I think it comes down in a lot of ways to communication. You Mm -hmm. know, we having meetings as a bank-wide team and then, again, communicating with our clients, not trying to cover anything up or pretend, but just say, yep, you know, we're aware of it. Mm-hmm. How can we support you through it? And and just make sure that you're not feeling the disruption on mm-hmm. your end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I guess when it comes to technology, we've all had our share of ups and downs with that, haven't we? We sure have. Oh my gosh. So yesterday I was delivering a webinar for a large group of insurance agencies, Mm -hmm. just different parts of the country. And I was delivering this from another location using someone else's technology because I wasn't able to make it back to world headquarters to deliver it from there because I had just delivered another presentation prior to that. Sure. And oh my gosh, did we have bumps. (laughs) It was, at first it was kind of like, is this really happening? And then it's oh, just kind of comical, you know? Right. So it's like there was a little demon in there trying to bust everything up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I think we're all, you know, um, pretty, I think we can all give each other some latitude yes. when it comes to that. And so I'm glad that you guys were able to, to run that through and work it out. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think about the community banks in the Twin Cities. We kind of talked about this before the show. There are some who are very focused on working with privately held business and they're very good at it and they have great reputations. I know that Entrebank is focusing on privately held business as well. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that there's enough business out there for everybody. That's mm-hmm. my mentality and I know it's yours too. So what is it about Entrebank that um, would compel a business owner to move their business and, and work with you guys? Great question. Yeah. And, and we do feel like there's a good number of community banking options out there with a business focus. And so if people are content and feel like their banker is taking care of them, has been a good resource, and the bank is truly a good partner, for them, we don't want to rock the boat. Mm-hmm. You know, we'll just be plan B. I feel like where we are really finding traction is with folks that are at big banks. Mm -hmm. whether that's regional or 
large national banks where they they don't have a banker. They don't know who to mm-hmm. call. You know, they have a need or their business is growing or frankly they're going through a challenge. You know, I'm talking with a gentleman right now and he's trying to consolidate four companies into one. He's trying mm-hmm. to streamline operations, he's trying to get his costs down. He has all these different business challenges and he's at a big bank and mm-hmm. He doesn't have anyone there that he can talk through how to restructure and kind mm-hmm. of put pieces in place. And so that's where we really feel like we can add value and where clients really appreciate us, where it's like, we'll listen to the whole story. You know, what are your goals? Where have you been? Where are you headed? And um, take the time. And if we can't help them with financing or, or with their needs, we've got partners that we can refer them to. We continue to educate ourselves. We just had a meeting last week with Deed on some of the offerings that they're putting together. Great. Yep. And so there's just a lot of different options out there that unless you're in the business financing world, it's hard to keep up with it all. Yeah. And so we take that on ourselves and, and learn about different programs and eligibility requirements so that we can really truly be that resource. Mm-hmm. So um, let's break that down just a little bit then. You met with Deed, and so you're talking with them about how you're going to collaborate with some of their initiatives? Or Correct. Okay. Yep. So they just got uh, quite a bit of federal government funding to do different types of loans and different types of programs. And so some of them, some of that is working directly with CDFIs and some of that is partnering with banks. Mm-hmm. And it's, it could be similar to an SBA program, but it has its different nuances and eligibility requirements and, and different types of programs. And so it's just another option mm-hmm. for certain types of businesses. Mm-hmm. Okay. So certain types of businesses, meaning um, industry type or size or yep. startup or okay. Correct. Okay. Yep. Some so, that may have a difficult time just getting conventional financing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah. So that's just an example. Yeah. I mean, there's all different types of, of programs out there. And so Deed is, this particular Deed program is a relatively new one. Mm-hmm. And they're anticipating being able to s- roll out their programs this summer. So they're still getting all the pieces in place on their end. And so that's why it's a good time now to talk through, you know, what does it look like so that when the program's ready to go, we have options for our clients that they know about mm-hmm. that they can sort of get in line and take advantage of. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so would this uh, particular program that you're talking about, would that be applicable to a uh, merger acquisition situation? Or are we talking about a, uh, a business that just wants to grow and, and needs more capital? Good question. I feel like it would be more on the smaller business side and, and in industries that were maybe a little trickier For banks, Mm. I know one of the folks they were talking with um, is actually a a friend of mine that owns a company in the CBD space. Mm -hmm. And so that's a little bit more difficult for banks to finance as it relates to the regulatory Mm -hmm. requirements. Sure. Um, But Deed just has a little bit different approach and different way of looking at it. And Mm -hmm. so um, so there could be an option for some growth capital for them that, again, they wouldn't otherwise find from a bank. Mm-hmm. Well, good to know. Good to yeah. know. So um, on that merger and acquisition topic, how do you see EntreBank working in the M&A space? I know that you come from a strong M&A background. 
Um, we got to know each other over the years in that space, right? Mm-hmm. Working with owners who are selling and buying and things like that. So how are you How are you wedging your way into that market? Yeah, so my um, partners in that area remain strong. And so a lot of deal activity, as you know about, Julie, lots of folks selling businesses, buying businesses. And so we are also comfortable um, financing on the M&A side for a business looking to buy another business. Mm-hmm. A lot of community banks have shied away from that. I know there's still a, f- a few here in the in the metro that do that. Um, and so, yeah, those are cash flow based loans that typically you don't have much of any collateral uh, some of them may be structured non-recourse, and so it takes a bit of understanding of that type of lending to know what would make sense and, and what could work. And there are oftentimes where a business may get financing from a bank on a particular acquisition where then they have another acquisition down the road and they might use a different bank, sure. right? So right. especially mm-hmm. in the community bank space with lending limits and yes. other mm-hmm. requirements where if they set up a separate entity that's doing the next acquisition, you know, a, a particular private equity group or even small business um, may have multiple different lending relationships to complete each of their acquisitions. Mm-hmm. And what about um, structuring a deal where more than one bank is involved? How, What does collaboration look like for you? Sure, yeah. So depending on the size of the deal and the nature, it could be a participation where there's one community bank that leads the the deal and they have the relationship and, and put the deal together and then they find participants to finance part of it. Let's say, for example, for EntreBank, we have a $6.4 million lending limit. So if there's an 8 to $12 million opportunity that we would like to lead, then we would find participants to support the rest of their needs. And then uh, that works really well from that standpoint. On top of that, there could be opportunities for different pieces of an M&A to be financed by different um, finance financial companies, and in that case, there would be an intercreditor agreement mm-hmm. that gets worked out between the different parties, and that can work well too. Mm-hmm. Fabulous, yeah. So six point four. How long uh, do you have to uh, run the bank, grow the bank before your lending limit goes up? I'm not exactly sure how that works. Yeah, I just wanted to find out. Great question. Yeah. yeah. So for our lending limit to increase, we have to put more capital into the bank. And so that can be achieved by raising additional funds, um, which we don't really want to do because we have a a pretty uh, extensive investor group. And of course, all of those investors are anticipating a certain return. And when you raise more money, Mm -hmm. then you have to grow even faster. So we feel good about that. Um, So the the other way would be to add to our retained earnings. So once we become profitable and we can put those funds to the bottom line, Mm -hmm. then that increases our capital and therefore increases our lending limit. Wonderful. Well, I'm sure you're right around the corner from that. Yes, we are ahead of plan so far, a month in, so we are extremely optimistic. Isn't that great? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, uh, switching gears a little bit here, I wanted to talk about technology mm-hmm. and so much in the media and so much in the business world about how important it is to stay ahead 
and pay attention to what technology is out there, not just basic technology that we can all use, but specific technology for specific industries. I was just having this conversation recently with a colleague of mine who also is a consultant, and we were talking about how the consulting world is going to change based on technology. It won't be just you know, individuals meeting with each other, right? I, as a consultant, meeting with you, the business owner. There's going to be other ways that we're going to engage um, based on the kind of technology that we use and, and what, you know, the market demands, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I, when I think about the banking business, I mean, what does that look like for you? What, what do you see coming on the horizon and how do you see EntreBank participating? Yeah, thank you. Those are great questions. And we always talk about EntreBank 2.0 and 3.0. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and so we have um, the, the one thing about our team is they are full of amazing ideas, forward thinking group. And so we we make a joke like that sounds like an EntreBank 2.0 or that sounds like an EntreBank 3.0 idea. We don't ever want to say no, but it's like, let's put that on the shelf. And so um, so the one aspect I'm really excited about as it relates to EntreBank is when we chose our core provider. So that would be the back end solution for our bank core system. Uh, the large banks, they build their own. The regional and community banks, they use uh, outside. So like mm-hmm. a Fiserv or a Jack Henry. So we chose CSI and CSI has an open architecture. So that means we can do an add-on, a fintech product or any other sort of mm. software um, product add-on to complement our banking services. And so although we don't have anything sort of immediate that we're building on in six months or nine months or 12 months, we're Mm -hmm. open to a lot of different ideas. Our CFO stays um, in in the know about nfts and Mm -hmm. cryptocurrencies and what makes sense for us um, as we roll out certain things in the future and so we're definitely like i said keeping an open mind and and just hearing from our clients you know what's important to them what are they looking for and sure and right now we feel good about our offerings but um there'll definitely be more to come down the road i love the the ideas you have all these ideas people that's great yes we do and we want to keep them coming i feel like they just they're full of just amazing different things that they have thought through and and are contemplating and it's like we want to keep that keep that flowing absolutely yeah because you know you can't uh, you can't improve you can't grow if you don't have ideas and they're not always good right i mean i tell my clients that all the time just because you have ideas doesn't mean that we're going to pull the trigger on all of them, right? Correct. Um, but you're going to weigh them out, and some are good that you're going to want to participate in and, and launch right mm-hmm. away because they make sense. And then other ones, it's like, you know, this is a good idea, but it's not time yet. Correct. Right? Yep. Put it in the parking lot. We'll look at it later. So, 100%. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. You won't get stuck in the mud. Right. We hope not. <laughs> we sure hope not. Mm-hmm. Well, so uh, I believe you have some things, too, that you have coming up, some events, opportunities for business owners. Let's talk about that before we you wrap up. You know me, Julie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Always trying to think of new events. And yeah. So, um, so yeah, I love to put on different events that I feel like are good topics for business owners. And we do have one coming up May 10th. So I'm part of a group with a business coach and a business broker, Ashley Tapp and Lauren Altschuler from Transworld. And so mm-hmm. we are doing a business performance series. And so this will be our fifth or sixth one. And it's on May 10th. And it's on how to make your cash flow. 
Interesting. Yeah. So who is the typical invitee? Yeah. So it, it's all over the board. I mean, it's geared towards business owners, but depending on the topic, you know, they might send their HR manager, or in this case, it'll be their finance person because it's about key performance ratios, tax implications, working capital, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, we may do, we've done topics on motivation, on hiring, um, on, like I mentioned, tax. And so it kind of depends on the topic, who else mm-hmm. they might want to invite, uh, but geared towards that SMB market. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. So this is similar to the series that you were running in the past. You just kind of picked it up and Correct. started running with it. Yep. Good. Different Good. title, different group, same underlying concept. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So do you have a registration link that you can give yes. me that I can put in the show notes? Beautiful. Yes. So yeah, we I will definitely love. do that. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, I'm so happy that things are going so well. Congratulations. Thank you. I yeah. always appreciate your support, yeah. Julie. Yeah, yeah. Big stuff. And and you're up to big things because that's who you are. Oh, so, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that in you. For our listeners, of course, we uh, will have this episode and all other episodes available on the Poised for Exit website, where you can also c- order a copy of the second edition of my book, Poised for Exit. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Melissa, for joining us and for sharing uh, all these exciting pieces and all this news about Entrebank. I'm so excited for you. It's awesome. Thank you. It made my day. Awesome. Thanks, everybody.